Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, our time is reserved for Dr. Kelii Akina of Grassroot Institute of Hawaii. And... It's so good to have you back in studio and wish you a very good morning. Rick, it's wonderful to be with you and your listeners today. Aloha. Aloha to you. Thanks so very much. Let's jump right on in because there's a tremendous amount of information that we're looking forward to. And last week you had written with Grassroots Institute of Hawaii that our state unexpectedly removed barriers to cryptocurrency. Why is this so important? Well, first of all, a great big cheer for our legislature and our governor. Mm -hmm. Cryptocurrency has been deregulated in Hawaii, and that's wonderful because numerous companies have fled the state simply because they couldn't operate because this is the state of the highest level of regulations. And it doesn't mean it's going to be crazy or a wild west. It means that here in Hawaii, we are now part of the United States. Oh, my goodness, finally. That's right. Uh, You know, before... Uh, Today, or before this legislative session, cryptocurrency companies had to do something here that they didn't have to do anywhere else in the nation. They had to maintain the same amount of cash to back Mm -hmm. any digital assets they had, which Mm -hmm. is utterly ridiculous. No business can do business that way. And who gets hurt? The consumers in Hawaii. So this is something to cheer about because... It means we're going to be in the 21st century when it comes to technology and finance. What were the main uh, issues in opposition and maintaining that, quote-unquote, uh, irresponsible regulation? And what were the issues in support of overturning, which we have now? You know, there weren't really any rational issues mm-hmm. because the other states have given us best practices to follow. What there was is fear and lack of knowledge. Hmm. Just our legislature didn't know much about the technology of cryptocurrency or blockchain. And so they took the route that they usually take, which is just to regulate something that they don't fully understand. There was a nursery, so to speak, an experimental practice of this for a while. And and to their credit, that actually showed some good results. But now it's deregulated, and so that's good for Hawaii's consumers and our economy. And that was my next question and final on this topic. What will be the impact? What are the projections uh, in those areas? Well, right now it's too early to say specifically, but it's going in the right direction. You see, the main thing is that we keep pace with the technology of the 21st century, and that will attract businesses here to Hawaii, and that will result in jobs. It will result in capital and to our government, it will result in greater tax returns. So it's a good thing all around. Uh, 8.48 in the morning, Dr. Kelly Akina, Grassroot Institute, with us. And now we had a great positive story, and let's transition. Are there tax increase proposals in the Big Square building? Rick, it's hard to believe that during an election season, legislators would put forth tax proposals. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I, I have a theory about this. Yes. Uh, they realize that by putting them forward early in the session, they can get knocked down, and so they won't be strapped with the proposals that they're making as we get closer to the end. But, but there are some proposals out there. Um, one in particular we, we actually uh, like uh, mm-hmm. b- because it has to do with helping out people, and that would index the tax bracket to inflation, and that's something mm-hmm. our governor has proposed. Over the last two decades, most residents in Hawaii have been pushed up two brackets just due to inflation. That means uh, you're not making any more money, but you're being taxed a lot more for the money that you're making. And that really hurts. And it sends a lot of people out of the state, especially those who have a high level of capital coming Mm -hmm. in. And and that's not good for anyone. But we do have some bad taxes as well that are being Mm -hmm. proposed. A governor has proposed increasing the conveyance tax for homes that are valued above $2 million. Do you remember when the prices were inching up and we said someday an average house is going to cost over a million dollars? I do. We're going to be at the point where someday an average house will cost over $2 million. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever it's at, it's, it hurts investment, and that would not be a very good tax. Another one um, is the $25 quote check-in tax for tourists. You know, right now, our tourists already pay the highest amount in taxes in the nation and fees. Mm-hmm. And our legislature wants to add to that as well. The rationale? Well, they paid more during the pandemic, so they should get used to paying more. Uh, it, somehow that doesn't quite click because it overlooks the fact that tourism is such an important part of the engine economically here in the state of Hawaii. So we go from COVID, and the message was, don't come to Hawaii. If you do come and don't comply, you could be arrested and charged with a crime if you do come to Hawaii. Then relaxation. Oh, come on back. We really want to see you. But the prices still remained at a high level. The tragedy of the Maui wife, please don't come to Hawaii. Do not come to Hawaii. Oh, no, we really need you to come back to Hawaii. But when you come back this time, guess what? $25 per person in your group, 16 and older, kaboom. Another $25 per person in the one of the most competitive industries anywhere. You know, Rick, that's just counterproductive, mm-hmm. which is the irony of elected office. We elect people in order to advance our well-being, advance our economy, and they propose things that ultimately kill the golden goose that lays the egg. But, the, egg the goose that lays the golden egg. Amen. Where is that money going to be spent? Why is there even a need for additional tax increases following a budget surplus? Absolutely. Yeah. And more on the agenda in the Big Square building? Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of attention, and I'm glad for this, Mm-hmm. is going to the tragic wildfires on Maui, and in particular the destruction of Lahaina. Mm-hmm. And so much good is going on that I, I want to tread carefully. I, I, I think that we need to praise our community for standing up. But at the same time, uh, the government gets involved in ways that sometimes complicate things. Uh, for example, the proposals now in order to rebuild Lahaina. Um, who should be in charge of rebuilding it, it is front-page news uh, mm-hmm. today, Yes, and uh, who are the stakeholders whose voices should matter? 
Well, one group in particular, the federal government, said that they'll build around 200 homes just north of Lahaina. That's a good thing if it can get accomplished. But given the current regulatory climate, uh, they've got a huge amount of barriers to jump through because of the Land Use Commission or because of the permitting department and so forth. Some people think, well, just declare an emergency uh, decree so that the FEMA can actually bypass all of this regulation. That's possible, and, and that raises the, the possibility, and it would be a good one, if we could just do that for everybody else as well. So there's a lot of things that have to be worked out in order for us to move ahead with the rebuilding of Lahaina. The governor had proclaimed day one of the opening day of session, signing an emergency proclamation for housing. Is there no correlation of the content of that declaration that can be applied to Maui? Well, the intentions were good when the governor did that. He was looking at a situation that needed to be resolved. People need housing. This, we're in a crisis state in, here in Hawaii with regard to the cost and the quantity of housing available to our people. Mm -hmm. So the emergency decree was well motivated. But I think a lot of us recognize there's a difference between the housing crisis and other kinds of emergencies like hurricanes, tidal waves, earthquakes, and, and so forth. The, the housing emergency is really the result of 50 years of bad policy in Hawaii. And, and one of the things that I do like about the emergency decree by the governor is that he actually came out and said that the biggest cause of our housing crisis, the lack of supply, is government regulation. Mm -hmm. and so his goal was to get rid of a lot of government regulation. Unfortunately, he encountered a lot of opposition. And so the kinds of relief from regulation that would have helped Lahaina are simply not there. The only thing I can say is that contained within that decree are two specific areas. One is streamlining and bypassing permitting, and the other is self-certification, where you would be able to bypass, again, another level of that, which should speed up housing. And I believe the application could be in any situation. And if there's pushback on an emergency proclamation, well, tough, because the governor does possess that authority in which to, uh, to administer that. Right. In fact, uh, we are big fans of what the city auditor has proposed recently, which, which as you mentioned, is to allow self-certification. And, and that doesn't mean that you can have any kind of modification you want yourself. Mm -hmm. It means that... You don't have to go through long government lines and years of processes to wait for your permit to be approved. You can get somebody who is a qualified professional, an engineer, architect, somebody who's certified, to actually come out and say, your blueprints are good. This is going to be a good building project. Stamp, go ahead. If we could do that, and one other thing, use more private contractors to do the work of the Department of Planning, we could actually make a dent in, mm -hmm. in, in the need to be able to build at this time. We have a, an, an according to uh, reports, that under the Biden administration, we have experienced approximately a 19% aggregate amount of inflation increase since the administration took over. But that translates also into our abilities to rein in our cost of living. 
there were two, make that three separate bills pertaining to that were, that were introduced. However, I wasn't quite convinced they were cost of living that would have an impact of prices and access and things of that nature. Final thoughts, uh, Kaylee, if you wouldn't mind. Cost of living, what's the key to alleviation? I know affordable housing is touted to be a main component, but we have HECA with increasing rates. We got to pay our electric bill. We got to go to the grocery store. We got to go to the gas station and anything associated with service and product. What's the key to bringing our costs down? There's so many things that drive our costs up that have to be addressed. But the number one reason people leave Hawaii and they're leaving Hawaii in record numbers. Mm-hmm is the cost of housing. And it doesn't matter whether you're somebody who needs affordable housing or you're middle class or you're very wealthy, just the scarcity of the housing that we need and the high cost of it sends people out of our state. We've got to deal with that. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And and it shows up in areas that we're not really, uh, uh, that may surprise us. For example, we want to bring doctors in to solve the doctor shortage and nurses in to solve the nursing shortage and so forth. One of the things we struggle with is when they tell us we can't afford the cost of education for our kids. We we can't find the kind of housing that we want. So it it all goes back to housing ultimately. And uh, I would love to come back and talk with you a little bit more about the energy situation. You Mm -hmm. you mentioned HECO. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not just one company it's the state's entire policy on energy oh yes and that i'm looking at the clock tick away right now Mm -hmm. but that really is at the heart of driving up our costs further and that is something we definitely will do without a doubt uh kaylee would you please share with folks final thoughts on this thursday and for today uh, tomorrow i believe first lateral there's still a calendar of events taking place in our big square building. This is an important week down at the legislature where your legislators need to hear from you that you want common sense to prevail this session. Uh, If you'd like to know some bills that are hot that you can actually influence, go to our website, the grassrootinstitute.org. That's Mm -hmm. grassrootinstitute.org. All the information is there. Aloha. I want to thank you very much. Always taking the time for Grassroot Institute to be a part of the program. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rick. Dr. Kelee Akina, of course, Grassroot Institute of Hawaii, and a tremendous opportunity to learn more and log in and be a part of uh, this program Thursday mornings at this time. And we thank you so very much. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.